Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Macadamian, where we explore the intersection of technology and healthcare. We've worked with many innovative companies to design and develop digital products that improve people's health. And we want to share all that we can to help people build better products. So let's get to today's episode. All right. So today on our show, our guest is a VP of Customer Solutions here at Macadamian, Timon Ladain. Timon, thank you so much for speaking with me. My pleasure. All right, let's get right into it. You know, today we're going to be talking about some of the biggest barriers we're seeing to innovation in the healthcare space. So on that note, what are some of the biggest barriers? Probably to start with, it's the regulatory environment. Um, I guess given the complexity of, of the space and uh, the types of problems being addressed and, and the potential impacts of, uh, uh, of the solutions being deployed, uh, I'd say the number one barrier uh, to innovation is is the regulatory hurdles that um, uh, that are in place for for obvious reasons, uh, patient safety. Um, but that um, that can slow down the uh, the pace of innovation. And of course, the regulatory requirements are different across different regions, um, and and we have different types of regulations depending on the products you're you're bringing out to market from. Uh, FDA and, and CE mark for for med- medical devices uh, to uh, data privacy and security requirements for um, uh, for the storage and management of patient data. And then I've seen uh, also with some entrepreneurs is uh, you know that are that maybe are more technology centric that uh, see the potential for technology to have a positive impact, but but aren't necessarily working with the end users. Um, of of that potential solution, there's sometimes a disconnect between the entrepreneurs coming up with solutions without actually spending uh, enough time with the clinicians that uh, you know are on the front lines on a day to day basis that that have a different understanding of of the the challenges um, that that are required uh, so that maybe a, a tech solution or engineered solution won't in, in the end address the problem uh, so much as a, a design led one. Right. So I guess, I mean, it is fair to say that the healthcare space is a fairly regulated space. Um, and, and these regulations are different based on geographies. Europe might have its own set of rules versus the US. Uh, but is there, like, how do rules around compliance, could they actually help with innovation? Definitely. I mean, they, as I mentioned in my last answer, uh, there's good reasons why these regulations have uh, come into place. I mean, there's there's been some horrific incidences of um, patient harm that occurred because uh, the proper checks and balances weren't put in place uh, in, in specific systems. Um, and, and so the errors that, that occurred as a result of the design um, and, and, and commercialization um, negatively impacted the patients. And the thalidomide situation was a good example of that where the, uh, the medication was improperly tested. Um, and there were cases of um, an X-ray machine um, not properly being configured, so that the user thought they were giving a specific dose, but uh, um, you know the, the display did not correspond with what the dosage level was uh, set up in uh, in the system itself, and so the patients were were overdosed with radiation. Um, and so you know those use cases were what drove the um, uh, the requirements. Um, but I guess on the flip side, if you can achieve the uh, those compliance hurdles faster, 
um, then you can actually speed up uh, adoption of innovative technologies because it's a stamp of approval. Uh, so if you develop an algorithm um, that has an FDA you know, stamp of approval on it, um, the adoption rate uh, is, uh, you know, could be accelerated because there's, there's always already that uh, level of confidence in the maturity of that algorithm and its proven ef- efficacy. Um, same with, uh, you know, being able to get certified to, uh, to be compliant to one of the data privacy or data security standards. Uh, again, if you have a third-party certification that you're addressing that, um, you reduce the risk concerns of, of an early adopter uh, to a point where, um, you know, those new innovations can actually uh, be, be validated in a clinical setting and, and be, uh, prove themselves to, uh, to deliver the, on the promise. Yeah, it's an interesting point you bring up because people's lives are on the line in the healthcare space, right? So these regulations are are needed to to, to keep everyone safe. And then this this question sort of touches upon the first one, but you know, for example, the FDA approval is one example. But could these rules be a hindrance to to innovation? Definitely. Um, I mean, the natural course of innovation entails a lot of trial and error. Uh, you know, you fail fast and recover. Quickly and 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 make pivots uh, as you see what um, you know what success looks like, or, or you start to develop uh, product market fit. Um, but you know you have to balance that with the potential for risk in in um, uh, particular patient risk in uh, in those early stages of of making those errors. So it is a balance. Um, I think what we've seen through uh, you know, through the pandemic is a a willingness to to change the you know, for the, for the greater good, um, you know, make adjustments in that risk reward balance. Um, but that has also shown that, um, you know, th- there have, have been both positives in terms of the rapid development and deployment of, of vaccines at an unheard of pace that resulted um, in, in some of those adjustments. But we also saw, you know, proposals for um, cures that, uh, you know, that have come and gone uh, that, that, probably could have used a little more scrutiny up front. So, um, and, and certainly, you know, that more time has to be spent uh, in terms of uh, ensuring your, your data architecture and uh, you know, data management is, is secure uh, when it comes to early prototypes of digital healthcare solutions uh, to ensure that the patients that, um, uh, that, are, that are part of the initial trials, uh, you know, that they're, privacy is is adequately protected yeah and that's that's a great segue to that next question is you know in the healthcare space you're trying to balance innovation with patient privacy like how could you how do you continue innovating while making sure that patient privacy remains secure yeah i think i think some things in the digital health domain are are sort of becoming table stakes so you know i i think the risk reward um measure um, or yardstick um, line in the sand, uh, you know, is movable depending on the greater good of patients overall. Um, But some things are immovable. And uh, I I believe we've seen that, you know, patient privacy um, is is one of those uh, immovable ones. And so, and and what's nice to see is that, you know, the, the, modern cloud platforms that we're now using uh, from Microsoft and uh, Amazon and, and others sort of have have those 
checks uh, and, and balances in place already. Um, and you know, we've developed our own platform as a service, Health Connect, um, that allows you to start a project with uh, you know those checks and balances and that that secure platform available from day one. So we have the tools today that um, really are, are are available so that we can innovate quickly. On top of that, we can iterate in a way that in no way compromises that um, that data privacy and patient privacy. Um, so I think we've we've solved some of those challenges of how to innovate in this space um, so that you don't have to make any compromises. Yeah. And, and in regards to regulations, there there's there's one called HIPAA and Macadamia recently became HIPAA certified. What exactly is HIPAA? The term stands for Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, uh, and it applies to covered entities in the United States. So this is uh traditionally and typically hospitals and health insurance companies. And it's to ensure that as a patient, your health records can move with you. So if you move from Florida to California, for instance, that you know your records uh, will, will transition with you um, and that those records won't be abused. So you know if you go into uh, uh, as a woman and, and to deliver a baby, you know the fact that you went into the hospital to um, uh, for the birth of your child won't won't result in in you being pitched diaper products uh, from various companies, right? So, the, you know the terms of use uh, for that data and and you know the onus of protection of those records and, and the measures put in place by these parties uh, to ensure that your your records are kept uh, safe are all covered under that requirement. And as partners or as uh, uh, solution providers to these covered entities. Um, there's a lot of value in uh, uh, in being certified to those standards because it it sets the same level of uh, of due diligence and, and compliance uh, uh, over those uh, those data records uh, across all parties, uh, both the covered entities and the third parties that support them. Right, and then you know across the pond there there's another regulation. It's called the GDPR. Describe that a little bit. Sure. Uh, so it's it stands for General Data Protection Regulation, and it's you know, traditionally associated with EU residents. So some people might erroneously think, okay, well, if I'm not a European company, I don't have to worry about GDPR. But in fact, it, it covers uh, data for EU residents. But uh, if you are a, a company in Canada or the US, um, you, you still fall under those regulations if uh, an EU resident has, uh, you know, has any personal data on one of your systems. Um, and so it's, it's a little more, uh, all encompassing. Uh, there are definitely some, uh, measures that are similar to HIPAA relating to, uh, disclosure of how you will use, uh, their personal data upfront and a need to obtain consent upfront on, on, uh, you know, allowing them to give you access to that data, but it also includes some unique elements as well, such as the right to be forgotten where a EU resident can inquire about what data you have about them um, and correct any errors in that data if there are, uh, but more importantly, uh, you know, ask you to delete all um, records that you have on them, which, uh, which you have to uh, comply to. That's interesting. That's good to know. And especially if you are a North American business looking to expand into the European market, it's important to understand GDPR. Um, you know, I wanted to sort of end off on talking about COVID-19 and this pandemic that 
we're still kind of in. How has it sped up innovation in healthcare? I think one of the things it's done is it's um, it's forced uh, organizations uh, across the world to remove barriers where those barriers are an impediment to accelerating innovation that is critical to get us past the pandemic. Um, And the reimbursement uh, models around telehealth is a good example of that, uh, where uh, they weren't necessarily regulatory barriers, but they were barriers to adoption, where, um, you know, if you provided uh, clinical advice over a phone or a video conference, as a clinician or a specialist, you couldn't get paid for it. Right. So, you know, the, that barrier quickly dropped the lockdown on on the sharing of data. It became quickly clear that um, sharing information on the different variants and collaborating on all of the data that was being captured in various research centers around the world, um, you know, including John Hopkins and making that data readily available to everyone working on a on a solution was, uh, you know, a barrier that was dropped because. Uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but if you're building machine learning algorithms or new AI-based solutions for healthcare, one of the biggest barriers to innovation there is access to da- training data. Uh, and so that that you know that was one barrier that was was dropped or addressed early on in the pandemic, so that we could all benefit from all of this data being collected uh, to be able to deliver a, you know a vaccine in, in literally record time. Um, and we're seeing that in you know in the appreciation and you know for the value of telehealth where we traditionally only use it for you know serving remote communities we're now seeing there's many benefits even in urban centers to deliver care in a a, you know through technology in a more efficient or cost-effective way Um, and so i think the risk reward um, equation became very clear uh, through the pandemic and and as a result organizations kind of align themselves towards finding a common solution. And so I think it set us up well post-pandemic to, to realize the, um, that there is flexibility in terms of revisiting some of these barriers uh, in ways that, uh, that can actually accelerate advances in, in the healthcare space that benefit clinicians, uh, patients, and, uh, and, the, and the general well-being of our citizens. Timon Ledane is the VP of Customer Solutions here at Macadamia. Timon, thank you so much for speaking with me in regards to this fascinating topic. My pleasure, Alan.